Hello, this is Rich Bolts, the Associate Director with the Online Association of School Administrators. And I'd like to spend a little time today talking about the social and emotional well-being for educators. I've done a lot of research over the years on work-life balance and on maintaining a healthy lifestyle. So I'd like to point out 10 aspects of a healthy lifestyle that I believe that each of us needs to include in our daily routine. The first thing is to get at least seven hours of sleep per night. It's very important to be rested and ready to go for the following day's work. The second aspect is spending quality time with friends and family. I know we are all busy trying to figure out how to do remote learning best and how to stay in contact with our school communities and our colleagues in the educational fraternity. However, we also need to remember to spend quality time with friends and family. So for example, in our family, we've been using Zoom to have a weekly get together for ourselves, our three children, and our eight grandchildren. So spend time, remember to spend time with family and friends. The third aspect of a healthy lifestyle is taking care of your own health. Stopping every once in a while and taking an inventory of, of how you are feeling. How's your body? How's your physical exercise? How's your mental health? And make sure that you're spending some time determining your own health. The fourth aspect of a healthy lifestyle is to take time for self. And I know that's very difficult during these times as an educator, especially if you're a teacher or administrator and you're spending a lot of time trying to uh, figure out how to do remote learning and getting these lessons to students and then having office hours and communicating with your students. But it's, it's important to take time for self. I'll be talking a lot today in this podcast about exercise. But one of the things that I've been doing for many, many years is the idea of getting up early in the morning, having a cup of coffee, and then going out and exercising. And for me, I usually have a 15 to 20 minute weight lifting exercise first, and then I go out and I run from 45 to 60 minutes after that. So you gotta remember to take time for self. When this whole shelter in place ends, you gotta remember that uh, we still need to take time to have vacations, and when we take vacations, uh, not to work during those vacations. The sixth aspect is this idea that we need to compliment others about the work that they're doing. I have discovered that the more you compliment others, the more others will return compliments to yourself. The seventh aspect is this idea of exercising. We need to exercise a minimum of 30 minutes a day. Now for me, it's weightlifting, running, golf when I can. And for others, it might be walking. For example, my wife and I have been taking a 30 to 60 minute walk every evening before dinner. The eighth aspect is spending time at what you do best. We all have certain areas of our life that we do best. And we need to make sure we keep 
track of those things and continue to do things that we we do best. The ninth aspect of a healthy lifestyle is put down the technology and communicate face-to-face with your family, with your loved ones, with your friends. And I know we're distancing right now, but you can uh, still spend time uh, even in the community. For example, in our community, we've noticed that people are sitting in their lawn chairs at least six feet apart, and two or three uh, couples will be sitting in their lawn chairs um, having a beverage and talking about how their day has gone. And the 10th aspect of having a healthy lifestyle is eating healthy foods. Now, one of the hardest parts to do as far as exercise is developing a habit that you would do it on a regular basis. And I've discovered through many years that, for example, when I exercise, if I don't exercise, I feel really bad about not doing it because that's why I've developed this habit to in fact do the exercising. But I've also noticed if I get out of the habit, for example, and don't exercise for a week or two, it gets much, much harder to get myself back into the habit of exercising. So I want to talk about some tips from celebrity trainer Juliette Casca. Juliette says that exercise equals a healthy body and a healthy body equals a strong immune system. This immune system is what's going to defend your body against whatever invading organisms may be trying to attack your body. Exercise promotes a protective immunity. You're less likely to get the flu and able to fight infections if you exercise. She also points out that outdoor exercise offers both physical and emotional benefits that indoor exercise does not. Outside exercise gives you natural, natural vitamin D, it improves your mood, increases your creativity, and gives you cabin fever relief. Fresh air supports the digestion of food more effectively. It improves your blood pressure and your heart rate. Just going outside and sitting, reading a book, listening to nature, talking to friends, all of those are good options for getting outside. As far as exercise is concerned, you need to devise a system to get you to exercise correctly. Either calendar it or ask a friend, a spouse, or someone to keep you committed to doing the exercises. I read recently where a principal of a large Texas high school has his students contacting students every day by phone, checking on the student well-being. I think that's a great idea that during this time period, while we have ongoing education take place, we also need to be connecting with our students. Or if you are a principal, connecting with your teachers, or if you're a superintendent, connecting with all of your employees on a regular basis. So are you calling your employees and checking on them? I think that would be a good thing to do. You know, another thing we need to think about is our legacy when this whole emergency is completed. As superintendents or as building administrators, we need to have humanitarian instincts first in our mind. 
We want to make sure that we can pay our employees as long as we can during this t- trying times. We need to make sure we're feeding our students uh, who don't have the resources to be fed at home. We need to be caring for the social and emotional well-being of all of our students and staff. We need to make the best of continuing education for students. And we must think about how this might change education in the future. Recently, I reread a blog post I wrote in 2010 following the recession that started in about 2007. And at that time, I wrote about how so many uh, staff had been reduced in schools and we had stopped buying new textbook series. And we had really tried to curb the spending in schools because the resources, the financial resources we were getting were being drastically altered. And during that same time period, um, I think we came up with a lot of ways to educate students. As a matter of fact, I remember working with one school district that had um, lost almost a third of their staff. But over the next few years, after reducing their staff, their student academic performance actually increased. So what were they doing to um, get this academic performance increase at the same time they had many less staff members doing the work? I think we need to start thinking about how these changes as we're going to blended learning platforms, as we're going to some type of e-learning or remote learning, what part of these will we be able to continue as we go into the future? So I would suggest that we schedule Zoom or other video sessions with your extended family. Are you calling your parents? Are you calling your grandparents? Uh, Those people may be lonely and they may be needing you as well. Make sure we take care of them. You must be disciplined to take care of self. And as I mentioned earlier, habits are extremely important. Um, I was recently talking to a friend of mine who is a a pretty good exercise person in that he does weightlifting almost every day. Even when he travels, he figures out how to be next to a close to a gym that he has a membership in so that he can get his lifting in. And he was telling me about since this uh, shelter in place took place that he doesn't have weights at home. And what he decided to do was he had remembered he bought a a series of videos on PX90. And he decided that, hey, you know what? I could get those videos back out and start doing these PX90 exercises. And he has found that they've been very good for him, and it's a good alternative to his weightlifting. And he even plans to continue doing some PX90 workouts, even when he can get back to his gym. Now is the time to examine some of your own values. What are they? Uh, How are you keeping track of family, faith, friends, and other, other aspects of your life? So... When you start thinking about these things, what is the one thing you could do for your physical health now to improve your physical health? What's the one thing you can do to uh, improve your personal life? What is your one thing you can do to improve your relationships with your significant others? What's the one thing you could do to improve your job functions? What's the one thing you could do to improve your finances? 
So let's start thinking about how we can improve in all our areas of our lives as we are into this social distancing that's going to continue probably for many, many weeks to come. And let's look at the bright side of things. Let's not get too overly stressed on what's happening in our lives. And let's try to make the best of everything we can do. And I really believe that exercising is a huge component of keeping your uh, own self in good stead as you go ahead in these difficult times. And to exercise, you have to develop a habit to exercise. So I encourage you to develop a habit of regular exercise and even continue this at regular exercise after we get through this pandemic. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast today.